This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Thanks for listening all over Tampa Bay and all over the First Coast. We're so grateful to have you listening. And we just know that we have prayed for you, that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper in your faith into just hearing the voice of God regarding a subject that goes many times unspoken within the four walls of the church. This show is brought to you by a kingdom collaboration that's between the World Changer Network and I Work For Him Radio. We like to call this collaboration the I Work For Him World Changer Radio Network. James and Anna Kramer, the founders of the World Changer Network, online at worldchangernetwork.com. They feel led by God to introduce the world to the only one capable of bringing real change, and that's Jesus Christ. James and Anna have arranged for us to interview some amazing people in the past, and today is no different. Today, we're interviewing Deborah Tilden. Smartwomenshealthcare.science. Smartwomenshealthcare.science. You're going to want to write that down. Smartwomenshealthcare.science. We are going to talk about, well, I'm going to let Deborah Tilden tell you. Deborah Tilden, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. We're just humbled. We're excited. We're excited to hear your story. Okay, so before we get going with what what you're going to talk to us about today, we really want to hear first, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, I was born into the church. My family, my parents were, you know, very involved in the church teaching Sunday school. My dad drove the church bus and <laughs> I rode with him every Sunday morning and he went out Saturdays and went to all the neighborhoods to let families know that this Sunday school bus was going to be in their area the next day. And I, that was really the beginning of my faith walk. Um, during, over the years of just kind of, I would say falling away from the Lord, um, life went a very different direction. And I would say, um, after some very, uh, poor decisions I made in my teenage years, young adult years. Um, and when our first, first child was born, where my husband and I are, uh, I think we need to get back into the church. Hmm. Many years went by and I would say after to really understand the walk from head to heart in my relationship with Christ came after I went through healing and recovery from an abortion I had when I was 18. And it's just really, it was more, 
you know, growing up in the church, I saw a lot of hypocrisy and it was, but as I look back at that, and I think now I was even thinking about this this morning, I had my eyes on the people instead of on Christ Mm -hmm. growing up all those years. And it was people I was looking at, the faults of people, you know, nobody's perfect, but that was really looking at that. And then the influences in my life, the friends I had, that was a big impact on really kind of pulling me away from the church, from Christ and making some of the decisions I made. Well, and I want to go back to that, that, that real pivotal time in your life where you made that choice to abort your first child. Uh, and well, go ahead. I mean, tell, talk about that story because that's what's really led you to where you are today doing mm-hmm. an amazing thing in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Well, my husband and I, fiance at the time, we were engaged. I had just graduated from high school. He was actually in Alaska, King Crab, King Crabber mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. And we had a rendezvous in Seattle. We lived in the Portland metropolitan area. And um, they were coming in to work on the ship and... We created a whole story for my folks that just, you know, oh, what a tangled web we weave if we first we attempt to deceive. And that weekend, um, when we met up in Seattle, I got pregnant. And then when he was up in, back up in Alaska, um, that's when I found out I was pregnant. And it was shock, fear, you know. Mm-hmm. Our parents couldn't know. I was the, you know good girl. I was daddy's girl and I would never do anything, you know, and we had kept, we had pretty much lied to my folks anyway, that we were even sexually active. And it was, it's profound to think that at the time we were planning our wedding, planning our future together, that we did not even think, um, of allowing our firstborn child to enter that life with us. And it was based on fear, lies and deception. You know, the abortion clinic, that's like, it's not a baby yet. It's just a blob of tissue. You'll just be able to go on with, you know, life will get back to normal. And, you know, it's interesting. You walk through the front doors in an abortion clinic, but you go out the back door. Mm-hmm. Most medical facilities, you go in and out the front door. Right. But this is a time where they actually escort you out the back. Um, life was never normal again. It affected our relationship, our marriage, so many different things in our relationship. Um, we barely made it the first year and none, none of that was on the radar that it was even, we never talked from the day that the abortion took place. We never, he, he called, um, to see how I was. And it was my best friend who took me. And even that day was, um, making up a story. I told my folks we were just going to the beach together and, but no, mm-hmm. she was taking me to the abortion clinic in downtown Portland. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he called, we talked. I remember sitting in the dark closet of my bedroom to, you know, mm-hmm. when he called to see how I was and just whispering, even keeping it all a secret and never talked about it again until 23 years later when we went through a healing and recovery program out of Van Nuys, California called Beauty for Ashes. Mm. And that was literally the first, it was like opening this Pandora's box, but in the safety and beauty of a, you know, healing ministry um, that just really changed a lot. And again, there were times where we didn't know we were going to make it. And, you know, counselors weren't telling us about it. 
you know, that how that can affect a relationship. It truly is a fracturing. How an abortion can affect a relationship. Correct. And j- just between men, it's, it's a direct assault on, I mean, you know, God is the author of life. And however that life was created, you know, outside of our marriage, we were engaged, but just not wanting to be pregnant six months later, you know, having everything would change and, you know, creating shame for my family and all of that stuff and just not being able to talk about it. And there's a lot of even young women in our church. There were a couple during my teenage years that were put before the entire congregation of the church Mm. and forced to apologize to the entire church. And I was like, I go in there, you know, and that just created so much more fear. So, you know, based on the statistics, we can only imagine that a lot of our listeners have dealt with something very similar in their own life. Mm -hmm. And so we want to just encourage the listeners for one thing to stay tuned Mm -hmm. because you, God has led you on a path. Number one of the, the healing Um, that I want you to touch on that so that they can hear that there are, there's help. And we've covered that before on our show, Jim, with other ministries, there's, God is doing great things in that area, but people don't know about it. And then also um, what God's calling you to do now to be proactive and to be out there as an advocate for life and in, in the area of um, women healthcare. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage people this, yes, it can be a tough conversation, but Mm -hmm. there is good news. Mm-hmm. Well, and stay tuned. And, and it's your workplace. I mean, that's that's what's really awesome. It's your workplace, and we really want to make sure that people understand. Well, God's using you in an amazing way, and He's using the pain of the past. He never wastes our experiences, Mm-mm. and He's using it to move forward. So, just really quick, talk about that healing. You said after twenty three years of marriage, you and your husband. I mean, basically went through an abortion healing program, or? right? It was called Beauty for Ashes out of Van Nuys, California, Church on the Way, Jack Hayford's Church. And, um, I actually went four years in a row, this particular, the fourth year that I went, um, they opened it up for men and cool. yes, it was the first year and the only year it just added dynamics that were kind of difficult for a lot of the women yes. who had been hurt deeply by men. So, but that was like the year God opened it up for us. And it was really the first time they, that we had that conversation. And that night, oh, my husband asked forgiveness that he didn't protect me. He didn't stand up for me or our child. Mm. He was listening to the lies of the culture. Men were supposed to just sit yeah. down and shut up or you'd just agree and go along with what the woman says. And yeah, cause it's supposedly a woman's right to choose. Right. But it's, you know, it affects, it's a relational decision. Mm. Yeah. It's relationship between the man and the woman and it pits the mother against the child and it pits the man against the woman and the father against the child. And it's just not, it, it's completely off the focus of what God would intend that to be. Debbie, you were talking about the healing you and your husband went through Mm -hmm. because of really, um, an abortion recovery group. I mean, it's somebody that just really helped you walk through the healing to heal from the, the abortion, but yet we're constantly bombarded that it's just a, it's no big deal yet. It's not true. That's that, and, and there is now science to prove that it's not just a, a, a simple little thing. And we may, have, we may have always known that, but now we really know it. Mm-hmm. There's been some amazing ministries that have come alongside you in this journey as you've developed smartwomenshealthcare.science. 
Talk about God's journey from that night of healing after 23 years of marriage to where you are today. Well, a lot of it has been my husband and I's relationship. And then also before I really started going public um, with all of this, we needed to sit down with our children because mm-hmm. I didn't want them to know and hear about it. So that was a piece of it that, you know, for some people that's really like far off territory, but it was really freeing and healing for our family. And it was interesting the way our children responded to that. My oldest, who was the second born, he was firstborn male is how we lived our family life. And when you know birth order, Mm -hmm. that affects that dynamic. And then our daughter next, and then our youngest. And the one of the profound question from our youngest son, he said, if she had been born, would I be here today? Mm. And my daughter she asked if she could write a book about what it would have been like to have her big sister. And then my oldest son was really just angry. And so that's something that our family has worked through in the last 20 years, really, Mm -hmm. since that all took place. But as I had felt God was just leading me into speaking more about it. I've been part of Speakers Bureau, sharing, mostly sharing my testimony. My husband and I sharing our testimony together on college campuses. Really? Um, they let you on? <laughs> Christian this, college campuses or secular college campuses? Through this, both. Wow. Through the Students for Life of America groups, they have given the invitation. Some of them have been through public schools, the private schools. Um, but that has kind of been the main open door into. Neat. I recently did um, tabling at PCC in Portland, and that was an. I think that's one of my favorite things to do because you're really engaging with with everyone who just walks by your table and good, bad, or ugly. You know, some of them are pretty hostile, but you know, mm-hmm. I try to engage with you know with that conversation, but. There was about five years where I was trying to run from it. It's a tough subject. You know, some people just completely avoid you. um, And like I mentioned earlier, you know, unfriend you. It's like, you know, you just want to take away a woman's right to choose. And it's like, honey, you don't know my heart for this issue. It is such a um, fracturing of the soul. And, you know, look at the culture. Um, But some of the ministries that God introduced me to, um, Identity and Destiny, was really in 2012 it was the same year my youngest son went into the marine corps uh-huh. so while he was going through boot camp i was going through my own spiritual boot camp it was amazing that's well, when i met we'll talk tom about and identity and destiny and of course you've heard about it on iWorkRam many times identityanddestiny.com tom and pam wolf are amazing people i describe it to people as the as something that every christ follower in america should go through yes it is the most difficult workbook to complete how long mm-hmm. did it take you well, I went through the, um, I actually went through the training at the same time I went through. So I was on a pretty strict schedule with Tom and Pam. So okay. yeah, and just their mentorship and their kind. And I went to a retreat that they had put on for one of the trainings. And that was an incredible weekend that started. And I knew then when I completed that, it was a breakthrough time for me where I realized how much fear and self-doubt I still up. Op- and I really feel like I think I lived in fear and self-doubt my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. But that that process really um, broke through that. And then, you know, you do the purpose mosaic at the end and all the things that you know you're supposed to do. And just 
the opportunities God just started opening up just well, don't, don't go to that just yet okay I, I want you to do the endorser for identity and destiny because <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I can't be more I, I mean we have given away hundreds we have taken so many people through it so we were very excited we're when we found out you know. so, so tell us do you think that everybody should go through that Oh, absolutely. I think mm. even, you know, even non-believers, the core of one of the things that I feel like a lot of women choose an abortion in the first place. And a lot of, you know, that's where my story goes back to, but it's such a plague in our culture right now. And is the lack of identity understand mm. we, we're in the middle of an identity crisis. Mm hmm in our nation and in our world. We're putting our identity in all these labels that the world gives us that aren't our true identity. You think about God's unique design and identity that he's given us. There's no competition. Right. Our DNA, every one of us individually, and that's why I love the assessments and the spiritual giftings assessment and all of that. It just... Um, it helps us it's know. It's breakthrough. Right. Oh, it is. And you don't compare. I, I quit comparing myself Um and another program I was using was um, Dr. Caroline Leaf, The Gift in You, her stuff too. It was just, God literally brought so many different resources and people, the kingdom people into my life at right. such a pivotal time. So um, we are talking with Deborah Tilden and her website that people can go to is smartwomenshealthcare.science. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a little bit, but really um, excited when we first connected and found out we were going to get to do this interview to find out that you were, you are a, um, and what is the title with identity and destiny, a licensed coach or licensed facilitator, facilitator. Okay, yeah. licensed facilitator for identity and destiny, good friends of ours, Tom and Pam Wolf. And, um, we'll have to send them a photo of us <laughs> together. That will be fun. And then you also have a connection with Nehemiah project yes. and you've gone through biblical entrepreneurship mm -hmm. yep. and so works. How has, how did that help you with where you have ended up today? It, it's just was another transition into, Understanding um, business, understanding really being a kingdom entrepreneur, mm -hmm. looking outside the box, you know, the foundational principle of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God has the answer to every single problem on the planet. Mm -hmm. Amen. Everything. There's nothing he, and I feel like we miss when we try to put some of the world system. I feel like there is so much that has not even been integrated into the world yet because there are Christians just kind of going about their lives. God wants to download some really creative initiatives and ideas that have never been seen before. And that comes because he is the author of creativity and he you know, just learning all of that, going through BE1, Vicki Norris was the teacher for that one. It was actually, she she took it through a nine-week mm -hmm. discipleship program. And that was such a breakthrough for also um, really owning my testimony and how God had wanted to use it in the culture. And mm. just going through that with Patrice and just the whole team really encouraging me in all of that and just really understanding effective kingdom business and how it looks different than. I love that. <laughs> I just love the fact that you've been through biblical entrepreneurship, all, you know, BE one, two, and three, and we yep. love Nehemiah project, Nehemiah project.org. Yep. Okay. Through all of this, the Lord was saying, Deborah, I want to take 
this event in your life and want to turn it and use it for my glory. I want to use your story to bring attention to me and the love and the forgiveness that I have for millions, tens of millions of people who have made the same decision that you made. Where are you at today? What is smart women's healthcare dot science all about? Well, smart stands for science matters in abortion related trauma. Mm. And this started in 2016 with a friend of mine and I share the same journey. It was soon after the Planned Parenthood videos came out of the selling the baby body parts and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And that is absolute fact. I even went in and did the forensics. I pulled up reports and stuff like that because I don't want to disseminate bad information. Mm -hmm. And, but the marketplace sure wants to try to discredit the work that was going on. But my friend and I, she was actually, we actually had a different name for it. It was called the Addie Project, A-T-T-E, Abortion Trauma Truth Exposed. And then she called me one day and she was sitting with a smart bottle of water in her car and she said, I've got the name for it. And we immediately, within five minutes, we established Science Matters and Abortion-Related Trauma from, mm. from that. And it's really been um, going to the state capitol, speaking at different events, Going to D.C., starting in 2016, I've made five trips, meeting with legislators, organizations, first sharing my testimony. And then telling them the truth. Uh, Deborah, I promised the... And again, I want to make sure everybody understands, Martha. I, I forgot to do this the last segment. This is all made possible because James and Anna Kramer from World mm-hmm. Changer Network said, Jim and Martha, you have got to have Deborah Tilden on the show. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so they've made it possible. We love mm-hmm. the World Changer Network, worldchangernetwork.com. Well, just answer that question then. Why do you love World Changer Network? Why? Well, I came to Hub Nation last year, and I wasn't able to come to the whole thing, but I knew I was supposed to be there. And I met Anna at the end, and we just had an amazing conversation. And then about three months later, I just kept, NUMA 33 kept coming on the radar, and I just felt the Lord saying, you need to call Anna, call Anna. So I did, and we had a meeting, and it was amazing um, just that time together. And then we just started meeting once a month and just sharing kingdom ideas, sharing what God was doing. I was going to D.C. at that time, and they were just such incredible support and encouragement of, you know. And then I just started thinking. I'm a connector, so Mm -hmm. I started thinking of all the different people. You need to meet James and Anna. You need to come to Hub Nation. And this kingdom collaboration and ideas and like what I talked about, God has the answer to every single problem that we face in the earth. And it's we need to just infuse and set people's, you know, for me, I have a fire in my belly for what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And it just motivates me. And they have been such massive encouragement. And Mm -hmm. I just love them and what they're doing. That's fabulous. So let's talk about that fire in your belly. Mm. So how, so what has God created? What has he led you to do? And how is it helping um, this whole conversation about abortion? Well, the word that's coming to mind, and I just, I get emotional, um, justice. I just, justice drives me in righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the getting the truth out regarding I know what I've lived. I've worked the last 15 years with women, couples, men, families who have gone through the abortion experience, whether it's them themselves or grandparents who forced their daughter to, you know, have an abortion and all the different dynamics that that comes into play. But, um, the first, my first 
stepping foot in our nation's capital. Um, the fire in my belly kept me from, you know, it's like I felt like a deer in the headlights because, you know, I don't, that's not something, fortunately, being at the state level helped to kind of learn the protocol and what you do mm-hmm. and what you don't do and all of that. But it just, the appointments, one after the other, my congressman helped open so many doors. Mm. Um, and I just, again, it was sharing my testimony, sharing the truth of what I knew. I had met a breast cancer surgeon, Dr. Angela Lynn Franchi out of New Jersey. She's a professor but she is one of the leading experts in the breast cancer risk. And that is something that is so ignored. And you see families affected by breast cancer and there's no discussion. And any discussion is just quickly squelched that it's not. It's like, why are we so afraid to discuss these these issues? So you're talking about the fact that there's a connection between right, a causal breast link. Can- mm-hmm. Right, there is. And, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I am determined to get that information and get those, those doctors and those professionals in, you know, out there into one of the things we're working on our website is to have webinars that people can actually access the discussions with these professionals. One of the other risk factors is one abortion can predispose a woman to preterm labor for future pregnancies. Mm. And a lot of that, when you think about we're messing with the hardware of the female body, right? There. It's like to deny that there's any kind of causal link and women, a lot of the the complications are not reported like abortion injuries and things like that are not reported in the same way. And then the mental health risk to have that denied is just, I know what I've gone through and I have walked so many women through that process and to be able to create a safe environment. Um, there's another organization, abortionchangesyou.com. People can go on and to go on there and hear the first hand, see, actually it's written, it's a journal and the first hand accounts that women and men, men who force their girlfriend or their wife and they would do anything to reverse it. Yeah. I, I want to make sure, cause you just, you. You just stated a lot of things. I did, I did. But you've got science behind these things. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's what everybody, you know, when the abortion debate started happening, like, well, science, it's just, you know, it, science has overcome a lot of the arguments. I mean, ultrasounds, mm-hmm. you know, the three, four D ultrasounds or whatever they are, mm-hmm. uh, it, we're, you know, like, well, there's, I mean, that's the whole power behind a pregnancy center these days. Mm-hmm. If they can get a woman to see that it's actually a baby, they're like... Mm-hmm. It's a, I mean, it, 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 it totally reduces it. But you're saying there's a scientific link between abortion and breast cancer? The causal link, and it's, a lot of it has to do with the estrogen levels. And when, when a woman's body is in the process of being pregnant, those, the breasts immediately start developing for, you know, feeding that child. That's right. the way God designed it. And when you cut that off and those cells form, can just, um, they become dormant, they can actually... Again, I'm not a scientist. I pass on. There's the resources are on our website. But when you think about the common sense of the science and how the body, you cut that off, mm-hmm. there is going to be an occurrence. And again, it's the causal link that is. But have we they, need to talk about but it. But have they in the have they done forum. any surveys of women who have had breast cancer and comparing them to the numbers of of, of women who've had abortions? I mean, have they ever done that study? There's very little, if any, money because for they, research. That's right. one of the things that we're working on with a, a a resolution initiative is to get more funding to 
do the research. Yeah. Right. Well, on because they like just that. came out with a study in the last couple of months that tied, you know, the super increase in breast cancer to the overuse of birth control pills. Correct. I mean, I mean that's I mean that was a scientific study that it's came a, out. It's a type one carcinogen on the World Health Organization list. Hmm. Birth control pills are. Then we're dispensing it to our girls like it's candy. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's, it's and it's free. Shocking. So you're saying some of the places that where there are studies have been done, you mm-hmm. have those resources on your website right. for people to be able to go and find for themselves. Right. So that is smartwomenshealthcare.science. Because right. again, we want to get people to the to the facts. If right. they're really curious, it's right. not you didn't you didn't come no, up with an article or a up. blog. This no. is published documentation. So we just want to make sure we're pointing people there. So again, this is Deborah Tilden. We are so happy to be here with her talking about how God is using her in a realm that you never anticipated, (laughs) but he's taking you through quite a journey to a place where you have um, your own story to tell. And that is, we find for a lot of people that that's where it really begins because of the fact that somebody can't say, no, that didn't happen. You know, this is my story. I've lived it myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving you hearsay. Mm -hmm. This is my story and how God is using it. So um, Deborah, one of the things that we want to hear from you is with all of this as the foundation of the conversation, what is the most important message that the body of Christ needs to hear from you right now? The, the foundation of your relationship with God is the most important thing. It's just like seek after him. It's our, everyone's on a faith walk. Mm -hmm. It's whether or not you're drawing closer to God or away from him, draw close to him because he loves you so much and he wants nothing but the best for you. He's created you in magnificently. And if no matter what your past, no matter what your past, he can take those pieces. I use a, um, the example of a stained glass masterpiece. Mm. Once I finally took the pieces, all the broken, shattered pieces of my life, even the little shards that didn't seem to matter and gave it to him. It was amazing what the, and again, a stained glass masterpiece Mm -hmm. that only he, he is the master of everything. And he can take all those, all those things, no matter what it is or how, you know, you've been, had people speak things into your life that are not from him, even sometimes in the church. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, surround yourself, find people who understand these things about seeking first the kingdom of God and helping you to become that person that God's created you to be. You've been, you were born, I mean, you were in your mother's womb and he had a plan for you then and the gifts and talents and the way that he's wired you is, is not like anybody else. You don't compare to anybody. Mm. And we tend to live in a culture that we're comparing, we're labeling, we're, and it really, it keeps us so distracted Mm -hmm. from even being in the church and all these things people are doing. I was, you know, caught up in that of comparing myself and thinking I wasn't good enough. And, you know, I, and it just, it keeps you from really focusing on what he would, he's wired you and created you to do. What does the body of Christ need to hear from you specifically on this subject? God is the author of life. And when we interfere with that, and it's like, it is, abortion is a direct attack on the very nature of 
how God intended life to be. God never intended for a woman to end the life of her own child. And it and the effect it, it has on that woman, we need to stop ignoring it. The church needs to address it from a, a relationship standpoint. As Christians, we teach the word of God. God teaches its life. Our message is life. Our message is health. Our message is wholeness. And whatever the things that we do in our life, I know for myself, after my abortion, I fell into just using lots of bad stuff that was not good for me. And that affected my health as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. I just, eating disorders, um, nightmares, there were so many things, areas of my life that directly impacted. And I had no idea that that, until I went through my healing, my nightmares went away. Wow. Mm-hmm. My eating disorder, those things, because that process is a healing journey, acknowledging the life of that child. Mm -hmm. And one thing that breaks my heart right now is the culture we're in is that we are in our public schools teaching our girls and our children that it's no big deal. And we are setting those kids, those young people up. The increase of suicide is extremely high for teenagers, especially after abortions. Mm. And the pregnancy care centers have been such an amazing place, but a lot of people don't even realize that they exist. Right. We're having a conversation today with Deborah Tilden, courtesy of the World Changer Network. Find them online, worldchangernetwork.com. Deborah Tilden's website, smartwomenshealthcare.science, smartwomenshealthcare.science. Deborah, we're almost out of time. There's so much I want to cover on this subject, (laughs) but you've got, when people go out to your website, smartwomenshealthcare.science, You've got resources out there mm-hmm. to help people see the truth behind what you're saying, the mm-hmm. science behind the trauma that is caused, which is why you named your organization Smart Science Matters in abortion-related trauma. This trauma, I mean, the, 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 the things in our past do impact us, and this is a significant event. We're murdering our child, husbands and wives, Boyfriends and girlfriends murdering their child. It has a deep, deep impact. And it wasn't only until recently they even said there was an impact on men. I mean, we've known for years there was an impact on women, but the impact on men has been astounding. There's a lot of science here. You've got some resources. Can we make those available to our, our listening audience? Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. So let's talk about, talk about we're going to make a package deal. Mm-hmm. Talk about what's going to be in that package. Okay. The, one of the first things is the complications book, Abortion's Impact on Women and is a compilation of more than 650 worldwide studies, meta-analysis, and articles of the risks and complications, physical and psychological. From all over the world. From all over the world. Because abortion isn't just happening in the United States. No. Finland has done one of the most, and Denmark have done most extensive on the mental health risk and the increase in suicide. Really? And um, in the U.S., the organization that likes to keep that covered, they just, they deny it. They recently with the National Academy of Sciences, did a webinar for reproductive health, and they flatly denied all worldwide research. And wow. it was pretty audacious Because step. it's an inconvenient truth. Well, and they don't like to be burdened with having to share that information. But it's the, the right. number one um, surgical procedure performed on women today. And they don't want to have to give but up the risk factors. Procedure. It's a murder. Well, yeah. Well, let's talk. Yes. Let's talk about it because that organization they have nothing to do with women's health care. It, it is all about abortion. Correct. 
I mean, they, they like to make it. And that's why we've, it's been an interesting journey. We don't, you know, none of our materials talk pro-life or pro-choice. It is women's health care. And I got to the point where I was so done with them dominating the narrative in the marketplace about women's health care and meeting with legislators and saying, we've got to open up this. I want to build bridges and not burn them. And I work to... Um, just get the dialogue going and question. I like to question what people have been led to believe. You know, being on the college right. campus, it's, it's an amazing opportunity when you're out there in the middle of the campus. Sure, because they've only heard one side of the argument. They typically so, have. So, so in the, our package, let's talk about yes, what we're going to give away yes. and then we'll get back to the conversation. So complications. And then there's a documentary called Hush, a liberating conversation about abortion and women's health. And it talks about the... Uh, risk of breast cancer goes into detail and the preterm labor risk, preterm birth and the mental health risk. And along with that is a booklet that gives a lot of the diagrams that are talked about in, in that. So it's great for teachers, parents. I mean, anybody really, those are resources people need to study. And I always say, tell people, you know what? You don't have to take my word for it. Do the research yourself and understand it yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's the package we're giving away. That's the package we're giving away. All right. You call this listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Leave us a message. Martha, what, sh what should they say? Um, give me your your name, and if the phone number you're calling for from is textable, they don't really need to say anything else other than that they're calling in about the show with Deborah Tilden, because some people listen to podcasts later, so we want to make sure we're getting the right information to them, and then we will um, we will pick a winner from that day. 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Work, mm -hmm. and you can find out lots more about Deborah Tilden online. Smartwomenshealthcare.science. Smartwomenshealthcare.science. There's good news in all of this, as we know that Jesus is the answer to all the questions that the world is asking. Talk to us about the good news in this, as this information is getting out there. You're spending time in front of legislators, which we are grateful for. That you're going to DC. You're doing that on a state level and on a on a on national level. Tell us some of the good news. Just the openness for them to hear the message. And there's about 70 copies of complications on Capitol Hill now. Fabulous. And in the Oregon State Legislature. There's about 10 copies of the Hush documentary. The complications book is also available on e-version that people mm -hmm. can find too. Um, a lot of the legislators, they like to be able to go on because you can, you know, look at it, cut and paste. And they update that version on a regular basis. So there's research up to 2017. The openness, I would say, because our messaging, you know, the words pro-life, pro-choice, anti-abortion, all of that, just kind of like people just, you know, go to their separate corners and they really don't talk. Well, there's no such this, thing as political discourse anymore anyway. I mean, nobody, nobody really is talking. Well, I do find this, this has been a God thing, complete, because the conversations that it, um, I mean, you can look at someone's face really and see like if I'm on the college campus and mm -hmm. they look at the banner and some of them, they are just drawn to it. Some of them angry, you know, but I, I try to enter into a conversation. It's been, um, it really has been, people are thanking me for taking the message in a different direction mm. because people know, people know, because I can't, everywhere I go and I start sharing my story, people come up to me and share their story of they knew somebody, they had a friend in college, a parent yeah. who forced their daughter. 
I mean, the stories were, go on and on and on. You were saying people know, people know, but you didn't say pe- what people know. People okay. know what? People know that abortion does change the individual, the way it changes a relationship, but they're just, it, it's hard to articulate it. I mean, I went 23 years until yeah. God put me in a place where I went through my healing journey and then starting to lead groups within the healing recovery work, um, it's like, wow, I didn't realize this, this, and this. You so know, it changes that, their heart. It changes their relationships. It changes their physical body. Mm-hmm. So those are all things that you are helping to make people more aware of. So Deborah, I want to ask you this question. So if you are one of God's generals and you have a large unified force of believers who are ready to move at your command, what is it that you would have them do? First, find out what it, what's what is a fire in their belly. What is something that really because like um, the seven mountains of influence. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their place of the, th- the way that God's wired them. The things that really set a fire in their belly. Um, you know, there's different things that that need to be done when you're growing an organization like this. You know, having people that are good at administrative, that are good at you know the social media messaging and all of that stuff. It's really finding. My number one, anyone that works in our organization goes through identity and destiny to find out we want to put you in the most ideal Mm. position that you are operating in your sweet spot. You know, you are operating your giftings and talents and that I want to hear what their ideas are because Mm -hmm. I don't know everything. And when God brings a team together, I always say teamwork makes the dream work and together everybody accomplishes more. Those are so tied together. And just being able to, there's a lot of people that have a passion. This, this last month, I've had people come up and say, let me know, you know, how we can help. Mm -hmm. And I'm. So assuming you knew that the people in your army knew what their giftings were, what would you send them to go do? Are they all to go share what? Sharing the truth of what they, um, what they, the truth that they know, whether or not it's part of their own personal story. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that do come alongside the organization have walked this journey either personally sure. or somebody very close to them. Um, whether it's like you feel called into the legislature, you know, run for office, be in there to start bringing in a dialogue, be informed, educate yourself, um, and just even be aware of those around you in these situations you know, get involved in, because I'm very intertwined with a lot of organizations, like the adoption agencies, the pregnancy care centers, shepherding homes. We try to connect the dots, help people make those connections, because I look at um, the resources I didn't have available to me. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Just it. it, And there's so many great resources out there today. One of the things I mean, we've talked about so many different things, Deborah, over this uh, over this hour. And I want to make sure people really hear there is science behind the trauma. There's science behind the trauma. And and that's something that we can absolutely talk about the truth. So yes, and that all of that resources so people can check it out for themselves is at Smart Women Health Smart Women's Healthcare Science. And you can call into our listener line and get a copy of those resources. We'll have one w- lucky winner that gets the Hush DVD and Complications Abortions Impact on Women. Because there are over six hundred and fifty researchers that have been documented in this one book. Research projects, absolutely. Yes. It's, it's amazing stuff. 
Deborah <gasps> Tilden, thank you so much for being an I Work For Him. Mm. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor, and I just hope that people will really take the time. Love the, those in your community, that yeah. these young women who are pregnant, needing help. The pregnancy care centers are there. If they don't have a place to stay, there are shepherding homes that take them in and help them. Mm-hmm. Smartwomenshealthcare.science. Smartwomenshealthcare.science. Thank you, Deborah Tilden. Ah, Got to check that out. Smartwomenshealthcare.science. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him.